Hey everyone, this is Alex. And this is Roxanne. And it's, uh, I don't know, late July 2016. It's been a while since we did our last episode. We have no real good reasons, so we're not going to offer you any Well, no, no, there's plenty of good reasons. There's um, research. Yep, oh, that too. Because this is an episode about marijuana, so we've been trying to do an episode for the past several months, but Mm -hmm. then we got high (laughs) over and over and over. Well, we had it, yeah. We did hands-on research, and then we smoked a lot of pot, just to see what everything was about. Yep. And then, of course, that led to cocaine. Oh, yeah. Heroin. Crack. Angel dust. It's a gateway. Don't believe the the pro-marijuana people, you guys. We slept a lot, ate a lot, you know, broke into a lot of houses to support our new habits. But anyway, now that we're done, I think it's time for us to finally record something. Something. Definitely. Yep. Um, I have notes from the last episode, which I barely even remember recording. Uh, it involves turkeys. Apparently, we talked about turkeys. We I sort. Do you remember that at all? Um, vaguely. Yeah, it's the marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's a there's an article about turkeys. I've got it linked here. I probably wanted to read it or something, but at this point, screw it because it's been so long. But I'll put the article in our show notes yep. if anyone wants to go read it. There's also some police log entries. It looks like on March 21st of this year, a caller reported there were two turkeys apparently dead with their feet up near the intersection of South Main Street and Morton something. Two officers determined that the birds were not dead, like with their legs up, like it's a cartoon. (laughs) Their eyes were all X'd out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) They forgot to write that in the police log. Uh, A few days later, March 25th, there was a turkey in the road on the 2200 block of South Saniam Highway. That's it. Uh, Three days later, March 28th, three callers reported there was an injured turkey in the roadway near the intersection of South Main and East Airport. When an officer arrived, the turkey was out of the roadway, but still hanging out in the area. (laughs) It was loitering. Yep. And then April 1st, the rogue turkey was in the Rite Aid parking lot. Did they say the rogue turkey? Yeah, it says the rogue turkey. (laughs) Just out of nowhere. It's April 1st. Maybe that's their idea of a joke. 8.25 in the morning. (laughs) So that's our turkey updates. And then you found a Facebook page recently. Yeah, there's, I think it's called Where Are the Turkeys in Lebanon, Oregon? Yeah, well, there's some about like wild that. turkeys. Yeah, or, look or it I don't up know. really quick. Where in the world are the wild turkeys in Lebanon, Oregon? Ah, okay. Facebook.com slash, is it something or the group? Uh, slash groups and then a bunch of numbers. Okay, all right, never mind. Yeah, we'll put a link in, in the show notes. Uh, other than that, we don't really have any updates, I guess. We don't, do we? No, not really. I mean, oh, just just so you know, though, I made the mistake of doing this on the page, Where in the World Are the Wild Turkeys. The lady that runs it really doesn't appreciate it when you suggest that we kill all the turkeys and <laughs> donate them to the soup kitchen. Imagine that. She will delete your comments and she will delete your ass. All right. Good, good <laughs> tip for the citizens of the area. She likes this page to be happy, fun, and all about turkey excitement. Yep. Definitely tiptoe around the admins of where the yeah. wild turkeys are in Lebanon. Don't say anything negative about the turkeys. Personally, I hate the fucking turkeys <laughs> as much as I hate the carousel. But don't don't tell don't tell the group admin. That. Oh, what if we had like turkey carcasses at the carousel instead of the horses? <laughs> That'd be nice. 
have well, the children ride dead turkeys. We're going to have to replace one as a prank eventually once the yeah. carousel goes up. Yeah. I'm sorry, you guys. All that research with the weed has made me a mean, aggressive person, apparently. Yep. That's what weed does to you. makes you mean and aggressive. Yes. Yes. Reefer madness. True stuff right there. Yep. Hey, what's with uh, the downtown Albany area looking like a, a hip, young city all of a sudden? Do you have any idea what's going on? We love that Pokemon Go. <laughs> Yeah, weirdest thing ever. It is weird. It's, it's the craziest thing ever. Like downtown Lebanon, downtown Albany, it's just filled with kids. Yeah. It's amazing. And, and adults, you know, just everyone playing Pokemon Go together, including it us. It is. Yeah, we are. And I'm not going to say where I live or anything, but I am very close to a Pokemon Go stop, like three or four of them. Mm-hmm. And it's often crowded outside of my home. Yeah. I love it. It sucks for me. I have to walk upwards of three blocks to get Aww. to all the action, but still pretty amazing I, i've yeah. never thought some app from the app store would get shitloads of kids out on the streets that's pretty amazing and adults people are hanging out yeah, with their adults. kids yeah and there's Pe- a lot people of accidentally getting exercise and walking for miles <laughs> or um, excuse me kilometers <laughs> accidentally <laughs> and there's a lot of hate about it on my news feed there's a lot of my friends bitch about it and think it's ridiculous i think it's weird that anyone would hate it they <laughs> do well they're posting it's all like these such a positive thing yeah it is a positive thing, but a lot of my friends, well, no, I shouldn't say a lot, a few, are posting memes about, like, you know, if only you'd go stand in an unemployment line as much as you play Pokemon Go, as yeah. though every person who plays is unemployed. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's dumb. I don't understand all the hate around it. It's dumb. Yeah, I agree with you. Anyway, marijuana. Like, we, I, I know we've already recorded a couple interviews, and we're going to have, this is probably going to be a long show. I think part of the reason, too why we did this one so late is I wanted to do it closer to election because November 2016 there's going to be a measure asking people in Lynn County whether or not they want to allow recreational marijuana I totally sex. believe your excuse so why yeah, this is it's so late totally, that's it just go with it okay. alright so okay November 2016 people are going to be voting on whether or not we sell recreational marijuana mm-hmm. in our county so if anyone's been following the whole mess that the county's done 53% of voters in Lynn County voted against the measure, Measure 91, less than the 55% threshold that would have allowed the commissioners to ban recreational cells without a vote of the people. Mm-hmm. So essentially, we allowed it. And then the mayor had to cast a deciding vote because the county commissioners were all split about whether or not we would allow it. And she's like, you know what? We're not going to do it. We need to take a step back. Sharon Canopa, the mayor of Albany, in an article or an editorial, November 4th, 2015, in the Democrat Herald, states, um, let me see, it says here, but Canopa, among others, has argued that the voters were sold a bill of goods by marijuana proponents, in particular that the sales of recreational marijuana would become a financial windfall for local governments. But much of that money will be generated by sales of pot is earmarked for other uses, and only a small percentage will be returned to local governments. She's right in a sense. It's going to be a small percentage. However, when you look at the bigger picture, not every city is going to allow it. So there's going to be more money to share amongst a smaller group of cities. Okay. And so it might look like a small percent, but in reality, it's not. So far, they're expecting to rake in $43 million in tax revenue this year. Who is? Who are you referring to? The state. Okay. For recreational marijuana sales. Okay. And for the... For the years 2017 to 2019, they're expecting at least $60 million. I see. So, if you go to 
the uh, OLCC page, who right now is handling all the recreational cells and governing all the recreational cells in the state of Oregon. It tells you a, a bunch of percentages where all the money will go. But when you break it down to city, 10% will go to participating cities' law enforcement offices. Another 10% will go to participating counties' law enforcement offices. So when you think about that, and I'm just going to put this out here, didn't we just vote to to uh, tax the people for a new police building? I believe so. Yeah. Well, that money, it had they allowed it to go through like everybody wanted it to, could have been used for a new building. I called the Capitol and I verified that, that that 10% would have been allowed to be used towards building a new police station. Instead, Sharon was like, well, let's just see what's going to happen with the state first. But in the meantime, we're going to tax the citizens for a new police station when everybody here has been driving over to Benton County, giving that county the tax revenue from uh, recreational marijuana sales. Including us yeah. for, our, for our research <laughs> marijuana. So if you think about it, not only have residents in Albany been taxed, are going to be taxed to build a new police station in the new fire station, right? However, they're being taxed for the new police station here. Yep. And we've also been supporting the local police in Benton County by giving them all of our recreational tax money. Yeah, yeah. And fuck those people in Benton County. Yeah. I hate having to support them. <laughs> so, you Makes know. Makes me want to just find a weed dealer somewhere in Albany and use that instead. Well, if you're a taxpayer in Albany and you're going to Benton County to buy weed, you're also giving money to them. So now you're paying for, you know, two local governments. It's the most ridiculous thing ever. But somewhere in Sharon's head, this makes sense. <laughs> I don't know. I think it makes zero sense. Someone had mentioned in one of the news articles that they really felt that our commissioners were outdated, that they're a part of the reefer madness generation that believes marijuana is bad. And I am one of those people, too. I used to think that anybody who smoked marijuana were losers and stoners. And, um, you know, I had yep. a generally bad idea of who they were. But then after our research, we see things so differently now, you guys. <laughs> so Amazing. much more relaxed. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <Beautiful>. man. <laughs> 420 every day. No, I, I'm actually with you there. I, I never smoked much when I was younger, and I just kind of looked down on people who smoked tons of marijuana. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't say anything. I wasn't like a anti-marijuana person, and I, I would smoke, uh, you know, every maybe once a decade or so. Mm-hmm. But but now, you know, it's it's legal, and I would never break a law. So now I'm allowed to get the weed, and I, I'm not a stoner or anything. But you know, you and me, from time to time, we we smoke a little bit. It's fun. Helps with your migraines. It does help with migraines. It really does help with headaches. Mm-hmm. And as I've gotten older and learned more about the medicinal qualities of cannabis, you know, it really, I think it started when I read about that little girl. I believe her name is Charlotte in Colorado. And a cannabis oil, which has no THC, which is the stuff that makes you feel, whoa, yep. um, really helps with her seizures and things like that and makes her have a better quality of yeah. life. Yep. I've heard a lot of stories like that about kids, kids with seizures. They start uh, using the CBD stuff mm-hmm. and it just turns their lives around. You know, we're part of a generation that we're told all drugs are bad mm-hmm. and marijuana was always classified as a hallucinogenic drug. And so I kind of understand where Sharon's coming from, Sharon Canopa. She's part of a generation. and Is she old? I, I have no idea who, who, who our mayor is. She is. Old? <laughs> well, it depends what you want to call old. No, I'm just wondering, like, is, is, she, is she as old as us or is she... I think she's in our peer group. Okay. All right. Unless she's in her 50s and she is not. She is old. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Ancient. 
and it's hard to come out of those mindsets because we're we're taught from a very early age, you know, that this is bad, and we grow up with this belief, and we're just kind of told this is just something you never do. And I experimented with it when I was about fifteen years old, mm-hmm. and um, it didn't really do a whole lot for me other than make me paranoid and anxious. So I thought, nah, never mind, and yeah, I just yeah. never did it again. That's pretty much the same. Yeah, more like you know, at, at eighteen. Yeah. Like, yeah, that, that was interesting. I'm never gonna do it again. I never, and I never experimented with harder drugs. I never did. So yeah. the gateway thing, I don't know about that. So I get where Sharon's coming from. You know, it's a, it's a moral stand, and they're afraid if they allowed in the community that suddenly everything's just going to go to hell. And yep, just how it happened in uh, Colorado and yeah. Washington and all oh, that. Oh yeah, all the violence in the yeah. streets and everyone's just Denver is basically home. Detroit now. <laughs> Albany's going to be the new Compton. You know. Yep. Yep. Hard to blame the mayor. So I get where she's coming from. But one of the things that cracks me up while doing our research, I was reading an article in the Lynn Benton Community College Commuter, and it's dated April 21st of 2016. Albany mayor talks marijuana laws. So I was going through this, and she's talking about the laws and how I guess they had a meeting that was just horrible, and, and all these people in support of the marijuana you know, being sold here just came out and were these awful people and everything was in disarray. When you read it, I'm thinking, this is one step away from the purge. I mean, it just sounds like people are going batshit crazy. I haven't listened to it myself, but all of this, the meetings are recorded and on the page. So mm-hmm. you could go to the Ling County website and pull up recordings of all these meetings. I, I kind of want to listen to it, but I haven't yet. But anyways, Sharon says... She said that she had had meetings with a lot of the dispensary owners and gave them her time and talked to them and listened about their concerns. And one phone call stood out to her, quote, the dispensary owner kept going back and saying the voters voted on it, said Canopa. He just kept going on and on and yelling and yelling. And I finally got off the phone and I realized, wow, he was high on marijuana. It's not easy to discuss an issue with someone when they're high on marijuana. And they don't see that. Wait, I'm sorry. Who said this? The mayor yeah. of, of Albany, Oregon? Yeah. <laughs> they don't realize what their behavior is like, said Canopa. <laughs> I don't know about you. That can't you. be real. That's a parody or something. No. Are you on, you're on the onion. <laughs> it's like, I've never seen an aggressive high person. Usually they're so sedate, they can't really have a conversation with you. Yeah, yeah. She's She's got a point on that part, at least. <laughs> but really, I mean, what what was that? I don't know. What what is she? He just kept going on and on and yelling and yelling. And I'm thinking, well, maybe he's just pissed because you guys are holding up the sale of recreational marijuana. Maybe he's just a pissed off citizen and he's sick of the shit. Come on. Yeah, it could be that too. Could be that or the, he was just high. (laughs) Right. I guess. So anyways. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, it is crazy. It cracked me up. And we also did a quick poll on Heritage Mall Blues, our Facebook page. And we asked people, you know, do you... Oh, I lost it again. Here, I have it up. It okay. says, uh, Measure 91 passed in Lynn County, but the sale of recreational cannabis will be before the voters again in November. Do you think we should allow the sale of cannabis for recreational use in Lynn County, or are you against it? And then there's a bunch of comments from listeners. Are we reading all of them? or Not all of them, no. Oh, come on, let's do all, every single one. <laughs> That sounds horrible. John says he's for it 100%. It only brings in more revenue for the city. He's right. Yep. All right. Only 74 to go. You're next. (laughs) No, I'm going to go down to Randy Dawson, who says people will buy anyways, be it on the corner or in the shop. 
may as well get the revenue for, from it. And P.S. I was born and raised in Aberdeen, Washington, and they have a few pot shops, and it seems as if nothing has changed. Yep. And I think he's right. I mean, we've you we've know, been up there. Yeah, Washington. I mean, I didn't see craziness in the streets. In fact, we went into a, a pot shop, as this guy calls it, and I was floored because a majority of the people are older. They're not like these young. Are you talking about our trip to Washington? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one up on yeah. in uh, Vancouver on Main Street. Mm-hmm. And I've been to the Cannabis Kitchen. I think it was called here in Albany. I walked in and older people. It wasn't these young kids out just looking to get stoned. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that too. Um, the, uh, I, I went to Washington a few times by myself years ago when it first opened up. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, there's like old farmer people, yeah. or farmer looking people <laughs> going in there, old men yeah, wearing overalls and stuff. Yeah. I thought that was kind of neat. A lot of professional looking people who are in their 60s and 70s and I've seen it in uh, Corvallis. I have a, an Oregon medical marijuana card and I go to High Quality Compassion in Corvallis. In fact, the dispensary owner that we're going to be interviewing him later on this podcast. When I go in, I've seen people who are in their 70s and yeah. their 60s. And, you know, I just don't think it's what people in Lynn County are thinking happens. It's not like a bunch of hippie looking Bob Marley loving people. Well, who they, are they have to in. be able to just look at Corvallis, right, and see that it's not on fire. Then <laughs> <laughs> it's all fine, right? Right. You would think. I bet you it'll pass this November. I don't know. I mean, I guess they could have seen that Colorado was fine when they voted against it a right. year ago. Yeah, but. but then you got a lot of people right now in Lynn County who are trying to make America great again. And so <laughs> <laughs> that might be on their agenda. Yeah. There were some other comments. Do you want to read the one by Mary Stephens? Stephens? Okay, yeah, I see it. It's uh, how would the police have financial support without the drunks, addicts, and potheads? I'm not sure how I'm supposed to be reading this. Is she against? I don't know. Before pot became legal, the police were given extensive training on how to spot someone who is under the influence. Smart move. Taxes and fines will be a blessing in the long run, a.k.a. revenue, LOL. I'm not sure what I just read. Is she? she... I I think she's stoned. (laughs) (laughs) You're stoned, Mary. Oh, 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 it looks like we asked her and she said she's being sarcastic, but I still don't get what. Yeah, I don't know. Why did I read that one? Let's just move on. (laughs) There was one guy who said, Mike, you people are so uneducated. Hypocrites make me sick. Cannabis cured my cancer. Please educate (laughs) before you judge. You could save a loved one. And I have to say, as much as I'm for selling recreational marijuana and medical, it does not cure cancer people. And those wraps you put around your body, you're you're not losing weight. You're just just not educated. I know. Apparently. It doesn't cure cancer. And, yeah, I apparently am so uneducated. You sure are, according to that guy. Or, or we are. I guess. I don't know. Here's a comment from Barb's. I don't smoke it, but I do use it for my dogs. <laughs> what? <laughs> I had to go around the laws to get what I needed to fight stage two cancer in my female dog before it was legit. So because of this, I say yes. It also brings much needed revenue. So why make it harder than it needs to be? I thought she was kidding at first, but nope. Apparently it helped her dog deal with cancer probably cured it you know (laughs) and i feel bad a minute about just guy's name is it silvino people shouldn't have to drive elsewhere to buy illegal substance people don't drive to Corvallis to buy alcohol keep the money in our community and that's a really good point i mean we love alcohol why why do they not have a problem with this not being a dry community if it's a moral issue people drink and drive and alcohol i know i do yeah 
alcohol is a pretty huge addiction, so I don't get it. I don't yeah. know. It seems kind of weird. It is. It's, it's just completely bizarre to me that it didn't pass. So anyways, I think having said all that, you know, we should just move right into the interviews. Okay. Who's, go- who's first? Ray. Ka- right. Kopenziski. I can never say his name. I think that was perfect. Ray K. Yeah. If he says it's wrong, he probably just doesn't know himself how to pronounce his own name. <laughs> so here's an interview with Ray Kopenziski. <laughs> My name is Ray Kopsinski. I'm an Albany City Councilor for Ward 2, which is down near LBCC and up uh, at the bottom third, I guess, of the, of the city. And how long have you been a city councilor? Four and a half uh, years. And were you just a citizen before? Do you own a business downtown? Actually, I worked for Community Services Consortium, oh, okay. uh, which is a, a local agency here in town for about 13 years. I retired at the end of 2014. I wanted to ask you some questions. I was reading online this morning. I looked at the city's page that's set up about recreational marijuana cells here in Lynn County. And I was a little confused. There's a lot of information to go through. And I was really hoping you could just break it down for the average citizen like me and just tell me what's going on. Why don't we have it here yet? Why are we all having to go to Corvallis? Well, my uh, again, I've been heavily involved with it. I'm very vocal on the fact that I wish we have it. I wish we had it, and we'll hopefully still have it uh, going down the road. But uh, obviously, back background, uh, Measure 91 passed in the state. It also passed in Albany, albeit not by much, uh, but it still did pass. Albany has three wards. Uh, it passed out of two out of the three wards, so you would have nominally thought that... Uh, we would have recreational marijuana processes going uh, here in in Albany now. But one of the rules that came out of the the, uh, legislature was that if a measure, if the Measure 91 did not pass by, if it failed by more than 55%, then the community or jurisdiction could arbitrarily just say, ban it, done, out of sight, out of mind. Uh, in Albany's case, not only did it not not pass, it passed, uh, but they could still, any jurisdiction can then say, well, we still don't want it. However, we're going to allow it to go to the vote or to be required to then go to a vote uh, for the no- in the November 2016 election. And so the city council, we went through some uh, rather, uh, how do I put it, uh, gently interesting city council meetings, uh, um, hashing this out, no pun intended, <laughs> and uh, it ended up... Uh, the ban was passed, and so then it uh, said, okay, now we're going to go to the, the election in uh, November, and that's where it stands right now. One of the other things that could have been done was that in order to get a more baseline bit of information as to, you know, safety processes, et cetera, et cetera, for recreational marijuana, the state said dispensaries would be allowed to sell recreational marijuana early starting October 1st. And I thought, great, that's wonderful. That's exactly what should happen, especially in view of the fact that Albany passed it. But city council um, uh, voted that down. And so not only do we not have recreational marijuana, even the existing uh, dispensaries are not allowed to sell uh, early as uh, they are in Corvallis. And so I can go into volumes of arguments as to why I think that's wrong, but uh, I only got one vote on council. And so my task now is to uh, do whatever I can to help ensure enough voters uh, vote a second time to say we value recreational marijuana to happen in Albany. Why would city council 
put the citizens in this position if a majority of people had already said, yeah, we want this here? Well, there, it, it's a moral issue for several of the councillors. Um, they have two, two issues uh, primarily, and I'm putting words in their mouth. Bear with me here. Okay. Uh, some of them are hanging their hat on what I think is a, is a, a specious argument that it's against federal law. Technically it is, but uh, I can go into all sorts of reasons why I think that's a, a, a poor argument to make. And two, they, they just, they're just, they think it's morally repugnant to have marijuana available recreationally. And they bring up, uh, it's, it's the kids. We've got to have safety for the kids. We can't have it nearby where the kids are, et cetera, et cetera. So one of the things that we have on our agenda starting not this council meeting, but coming up on Wednesday, but the, uh, hopefully on the one following, we're going to be starting the process of what they call coming up with reasonable TPMs, time, place, and manner regulations, which they say we've got to get in place for if, in fact, the voters vote again to allow it. So where are you going to have it? What's the zoning going to be, et cetera, et cetera? One thing that I like to bring up, which nobody seems to want to get their arms around yet, is the they have this, the thousand-foot rule of, you know, adjacent to schools, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And I've asked multiple times, I said, well, from a pragmatic and a practical standpoint, how are you going to make that work? Inasmuch as state law now says that any adult individual can grow up to four plants on their property, as long as it's outside of the standard view of the public, they can grow their own marijuana plant. They say, well, yeah, so what? Well, I say that tells me that every school in the community if it's surrounded by neighborhoods, every one of those homes can be growing marijuana. And there's absolutely nothing that the city can do. I mean, absolutely nothing the city can do to preclude that. And that's literally 50 feet from school property. Right. So how, again, is a thousand-foot rule going to uh, effectively change what's reality? When the kids can go out right now and score a joint faster than they can a bottle of beer. Let's just say theoretically that still gets stopped in the vote. Like, no, that, we're not going to allow 50 feet. we still have the 1,000 feet? Yeah. Where okay, would we okay. put a dispensary? Where do you think would be a good place to put a dispensary? We've already got uh, uh, four or five of them in town right now. Have had for almost two years. And they are they're perfectly legal. Right. And, and they are, uh, the city council signed off on those already, which is my way of thinking was, okay, we've already got the track record that the dispensaries themselves have not caused any problems whatsoever. So why not allow them to start selling early to get another baseline to show that the sky isn't going to fall? Again, I haven't heard of any serious problems in Corvallis. No, that was actually... Since they've been allowed to sell, sell early. One of my but questions... We're driving business. we're driving business to Corvallis. Exactly. Am I missing something? No. Uh, actually, <laughs> you, you've answered two of my questions. Um, and, one and is... They say, well, we, can't, we, we, don't, we don't want people driving with it. Well, well, then fine. So why don't you keep it in-house here in Albany rather than make him go to Corvallis? To me, the hypocrisy is rampant. But uh, again, I just get one vote. <laughs> Have you seen an increase in crime? Have we in Benton or Linton County seen an increase in crime since the sale of recreational marijuana is legal? To the best of my knowledge, there's been zero. And I've asked repeatedly, can anybody show me any examples and measurements or metrics that that has been happening in Albany and or in Corvallis? And the answer is no. Right. My other question for you, and you touched on that, 
If we're allowed to sell recreational here, how is that going to benefit the community financially? How it, uh, well, it's going to benefit Corvallis very much financially, thank you. Well, I mean, if, we, if we're allowed to sell here, when we're allowed to sell here, or if we're allowed to sell here, can you tell the people how it will benefit the community financially? Oh, yes, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, simply because you will have more people hired, okay. there will be more jobs provided, there will be tax revenue gained from that, and people have argued, well, it's, you're not going to get very many dollars at all very, uh, <laughs> in the first year or two. And, and I agree, looking at the results right. of the other states, the first year or so, uh, there is not many. But after that, it's exponentially, uh, I mean, just dramatically. I mean, Colorado is already approaching a billion dollars <laughs> in revenue not in tax sales, but in just general revenue. And I'm saying, why should we go crying to the voters that we need to uh, vote on another levy uh, because we need the money, and yet we're turning down what I consider easy money that is readily available because we've got some other issues with it, per se. Again, I'm 67. I haven't smoked marijuana since I was uh, overseas with the Army back in uh, 68, 69, 70. Mm-hmm. But I, I have no problems with it whatsoever, and my, my goal is to try and ensure that whatever regulations we come up with are reasonable, and it all hinges hinges on reasonable. Right. Personally, I'd like to see it be uh, guided by the exact same rules that are that are guiding any tavern, mm-hmm. any location, any hours, anything that a tavern can be open. So can a recreational facility be open? Right. I have no problem with that whatsoever, and that's what I'm going to be arguing. Again, I only get one vote. <laughs> So, uh, but again, I think I think the dollar potential for revenue for the city and for the county down the road will be quite quite good. Thank you. Right. Uh, well, the the ones in the dispensaries in Cavallis are always full. I mean, they're always busy, and so that's why I was <laughs> I laughing when you said out. it would take a while because I'm like, you know, they're they're pretty busy all the time. Down my eye when I hear when I hear that because I said, you know. We're just walking away from that. And you know what? Yeah. I'm going to bet some of those people that drive over from Albany, they spend other money in Corvallis as opposed to spending it here in Albany. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just kind of sad from my perspective. They do. No, I mean, I love Corvallis. I mean, my I folks were Corvallis there. Too. I mean, I, yeah. They're probably <laughs> laughing at us, though. I mean, they're, the Benton County's yeah. probably looking at us going, what the hell, people? Come on. <laughs> you know, yeah, we're mean, just they're, giving they're them saying, money. Yahoo, we're getting all the money from Albany. That's great. You know, well, yeah. Uh, thank you very much. Well, right. Paybacks are going to be fun, I hope. But again, it's all going to be for naught if Albany citizens don't vote for it again this fall. And it's going to be a very interesting because you've got a national election. Right. You've got huge other issues that are coming through the state legislature mm-hmm. that may or may not be on the on the ballot measure. I mean, it's going to be a, a the voters pamphlet's going to be rather massive this time, probably. So campaign. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be heavily involved with a, um, a vote, it, vote for it again type thing. So we'll right. see what happens. Can you think of a single negative thing to happen if Albany legalizes recreational marijuana? Yes, the potential, the way I see the rules that are just now coming out of Salem this time mm-hmm. uh, now is it looks like they're going to be allowing uh, dispensaries to have recreational uh, full-blown in the same house. The cardholders will not have to pay the tax, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But my concern is that there's the, the potential is that it may harm some of the business for uh, established dispensaries. Mm-hmm. And but it's gonna. It's like I think it's gonna be. You can go into any store if you don't get good service. You'll go someplace else. Right. 
but I'm, I, I think number one priority should be for uh, the folks that have a bona fide need or perceive they do mm-hmm. for the medical side of it, I don't want to hurt that in any way, shape, or form. But right. the market's going to make that determination. There probably will be, and it may even happen in, in Corvallis, there probably will be a shakeout. There's going to be too many people trying to uh, jump into this, and all of a sudden there's not enough demand to, uh, to service everybody. And that's, But that's, that's, that's standard business. Most businesses that open, they fail within the first couple of years. Mm-hmm. That's just that's just standard. Has been for generations. So, but businesses that are successful, they'll cater to their customers. Uh, they'll market themselves correctly um, and do it better than their competition. And uh, I can't ask for anything better than that. Mm-hmm. So, the but I think I think the potential is there may be some dispensaries that uh, would get hurt before some of the recreational side would be. But I don't know that. I have no inside knowledge on anything like that. Do you think it will ever be passed on a federal level? Yes, uh, I think it will. It's, it's, I think what will happen is I think my personal gut feeling is it's going to happen kind of in stages in that I think the number one thing that has to happen is get it off of Schedule 1. Mm-hmm. So that it's not not equated with uh, meth and heroin and stuff like that. Right. I mean that that to me is a if you read the history of it, how it even got there. I mean it's scary. It should never have gotten on to that level of drug problems, but it's there. And until that happens, just slowly but surely, more states are coming on board. You've got different federal agencies now that are saying it's okay if you do these things, but what's still hampering it is the uh, banking and the uh, that Schedule One and allowing uh, people to do testing, more testing of it, et cetera, et cetera. But I think eventually, yeah, I never would have thought five years ago that we would be here now. Right, me neither. So that's a that's a very positive. I just hope it's not a blip on the radar screen. Right. But again, as I think as more information comes in and it can be proven that it is not the nefarious sky is falling doom scenario because <laughs> marijuana is available, yeah. I said, well, excuse me, folks, it's always been available. Where have you been? Right. So uh, I'm just thinking if, if we have the ability to put reasonable regulations in place, nobody's going to balk at that. I mean, you can go right out now, you can go out now and make your own uh, wine and beer and, and, and uh, uh, pure grain alcohol if you want. Right. Most people would rather walk into a well-lit establishment, get good customer service, even if they have to pay a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think, hey, wonderful, go for it, make it happen. And if I, if I can do anything to help that process, I will. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you for that. The state, the legislature is, you know, trying to, is wrestling with all the ramifications of Measure 91. And these rules are changing and evolving as we go. And so far, I'm not finding uh, much fault with what they're trying to do. They're trying to meld what's working in Colorado and Washington and throwing out what's not and coming up with their own. And, you know, for a while, I think Oregon will be the uh, uh, the go-to state as far as how to do it, how to make it work right. It doesn't happen overnight, but, you know, I'll give them credit for trying. And even this last whole rule change thing that just come through came through last week, I mean, it was a huge bipartisan vote in favor of it. So what, 
would you tell the voters, the citizens of Lynn County, to do to make sure that this happens? Is there a meeting that they can come to, a place they can be heard, or is it just well, getting out no, and voting? Not, not right yet. And again, it, again, I'm only involved with the the city of Albany uh, side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lynn County is absolutely dead center, set against it all the way around. But if it passes uh, statewide again, uh, and in Albany, uh, then I don't. Then I don't think that uh, Lynn County is going to be able to, you know, stop it either. But uh, down the road, uh, as, as soon as we start working on what I call the time, place, manner regulations, as we'll hash those out through several multiple council meetings, uh, we'll start be starting to put together uh, a political campaign and et cetera, et cetera, and just figuring out who's on first. How do we do this? How do we market it? How do we try and make it happen? And and uh, so I've been in contact with a bunch of folks on trying to, you know, start the very, very preliminary things. We have a lot of time yet until November to make this happen. Right. Uh, so, you know, it, it, there's, there's going to be there's going to be a campaign. There's no question about that. So we really appreciate Ray taking the time to talk and uh, explain a few things to us. And now we're going to talk to Brock the owner of High Quality Compassion in Corvallis. And I really liked this interview with him because he explained a few things about how the dispensaries are working with the community. And like you were saying, Corvallis is not burning down. So far. It's only been a year, but <laughs> yeah. Here, here's the interview with Brock. My name is Brock Bender. I'm the owner of High Quality Compassion, a medical and retail facility here in Corvallis, Oregon. How long have you owned the business? We've been open since May 2nd of 2014. Um, and yeah, we were the... Uh, 14th uh, medical dispensary to receive our license and the very first in Benton County. Since the sales of recreational marijuana have started in Benton County, can you tell me a difference in sales for you as a business? How much has your business increased? Uh, It's significantly increased. Um, As of right now, um, you know, we were seeing between about 35 to 40 people a day while it was simply medical marijuana. Mm -hmm. And now that retail has existed, uh, we've seen upwards to 300. Um, On average, we probably see between the range of, uh, you know, it can be as low as 150 to 250. um, But it's not uncommon during a special day to see over 300 individuals. Wow, that's amazing. That's quite an increase. So how has that changed financially? Oh, significantly. So that basically has allowed us to increase our monthly operating budget, you know, way beyond what it used to be. So we've been able to expand significantly. Um, we've been able to create uh, numerous more jobs. Um, we've increased. When we originally started, we were at a staff of five, um, and now we're at over a staff of 15. So we have positions available that we were never able to create before. Um, packaging technicians, we call them for our prepackaged cannabis. Um, we have several bud tenders, receptionists. Um, we have uh, lead uh, art and design. And for some of the information that I'll be presenting to you today, we were able to create a position called a cast who is able to take information um, from our database and put them in graphically and, uh, so that we can better understand our customer base. How many customers do you estimate are from Lynn County? Uh, so 17.15% of our customer base is from Lynn County. Uh, in Albany and specifically. Oh, specifically. So uh, actually, yeah, some of the stats that we actually accumulated for you were specific more to Albany as uh, they seem to have been kind of the, the hub of what really um, is going on there. Right. Wow, that's that's amazing. Yeah, a lot of people do yeah, talk about how... of our business. Yeah, a lot of people have talked about how, you know, they come over to Corvallis to buy. And um, 
I don't know. It just it blows me away that the city council won't allow it here because I feel like our county is really missing out on a lot of, a lot of tax revenue. Uh, one thing that we're seeing a trend of people asking or showing a concern of is that if we open these dispensaries for recreational use, there's going to be an increase in crime in those areas. Have you seen an increase of crime around your building? Uh, none whatsoever. Um, and, and if you look at other states, I mean, any of the studies that have been shown have shown uh, for anything a decrease in crime. Um, you know, and again, the idea is as part of the tax program, um, a significant percentage of that is going to go into lo- uh, local law enforcement. Um, I mean, here in Corvallis, we have founded a uh, Corvallis uh, Dispensary Owners Association uh, where we meet periodically with uh, John Sassman, our Corvallis Chief of Police, to go over any uh, concerns. And, you know, in the initial stages, he was discussing um, you know, he would come to us to say, hey, is there any problems? And we'd listen in and we'd well, have nothing to report. So, no, we have not seen uh, any trace of crime whatsoever since legalization. Are you hoping Lynn County doesn't pass so your cells will stay pretty consistent? Not me in particular. Um, you know, for this industry in particular, I, I'm just such a huge believer in kind of taking down the pharmaceutical industry. Uh, you know, me myself uh, started my business uh, due to the fact my mother was so dependent on so many narcotics and, uh, you know, other pharmaceutical drugs to assist her back pain. Um, and just to watch how my family uh, was deprived because of that, um, to give anyone the opportunity to have access to a, you know, medicine that can allow them to not have, you know, nine <clears throat> different side effects right. for every single one that they have to take. I-, I could not use a financial basis to not hope that Lynn County would overturn this so that other people could have that same access. Right. Do you and think- the reality is, um, you know, they're, if they're not going to get it here, um, they're going to get it in Lynn County either way. Um, some of the statistics that Elise Warren, my uh, cannabis has provided me, um, is that individuals in Albany in particular have been smoking cannabis on average for 13 years. Wow. Um, so it shows that in the area, customers are not have purchased from a strong underground market in the past. And looking into there as well, she also reiterated um, that 62.5% of the Albany shoppers still purchase more than half of their cannabis in the underground market. So they're buying it either way, and it's just the fact that they're not allowing it to go through a legal outlet. Right. And the city's not getting that tax revenue that we could be using on a lot of things here. Exactly. At these meetings, do you guys ever discuss how the taxes are going to benefit the community of Benton County? So in particular, you know, based on the distribution, we aren't in charge of all on that topic. Um, you know, the state will distribute, you know, there's a 20% fund to mental health. Uh, I think 40% to schools, 20% to rehab, a certain percentage that'll go to, you know, local ordinances or counties to distribute. So, um, you know, I, I do network, you know, quite a bit with the city council. So I, I'd be interested to see from the higher ups what their plan is for the distribution of funds. Mm-hmm. Um, my projections is the state could see... Um, you know, upwards into $110 million this year, um, or, uh, you know, I'd say even on the lowest, the lowest end, we're going to be seeing $60 million. Right. Um, so with that, the only thing that we've taken here locally um, is part of that 25%. We're allowed as a facility to retain 2% of those revenues just for the cost of, you know, having to deal with collecting the taxes, paying them, um, and tracking them. And so here at our facility, what we're doing is using those for paid volunteer hours so our employees can go and donate uh, or spend time out in the community. Um, So that's the only thing that I can actually be in control of at this time um, is my own uh, personal 2% that I'm able to retain. Okay. Will you be coming to Lynn County if they allow the cells over here? Uh, 
Yeah, so right now we do some of our uh, our production over there. So I would love to have more of a locally sourced uh, outlet for our production. Uh, and yeah, we have been peeking at Albany um, and seeing how we might be able to have a fit there. So see, Corvallis has not burned down. Yep. And I really so admire, far again so far. I really admire how the, the dispensaries are working with the community. This is not a situation where we're asking dispensaries to sell recreational marijuana. And what do you mean they're working with the community? Well, they have forums with the police department, mm-hmm. and you know they work together as a community. And I, I think that's really important. It's not just here's these dispensaries, and you know it's just yeah. everyone running amok going in and buying recreational marijuana. Yeah. There's an it's an actual business in the community who's selling cocaine out of the back door. <laughs> I'm saying that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. <laughs> it's good. It's a good thing. Yeah. But a viable business in the community, and they're working together yep. as a community, and I think that's something that people in Lynn County need to realize. This is not going to be a bad thing. This is a very good thing, and we need to stop supporting. And I'm sorry for saying this, Benton County, but, you know, Lynn County, come on. We need to quit giving our money away for free and let it work yeah, for us. We definitely need that money. motherfuckers. Yeah, we certainly, well, we need the money right now, yeah. especially since, you know, the whole carousel thing. <laughs> Yeah, we got to pay that back. Especially with all the crime that the carousel might... No, I'm kidding. I'm not going to go there, but I wanted to. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, we do need a new fire station. I mean, think about it. What if the carousel burned down or something? <laughs> yeah, and all the crime that the carousel is going to bring to the park area. Yeah. I mean, we're, oh, yeah. We're, we're in some trouble here in Albany, and we, we could use the extra tax money, you guys, for some more police to patrol the carousel oh, yeah. area. Yeah, and to make sure, you know, that... I shouldn't say that about it going up in flames. That's awful. I, I really, as much as I hate the carousel. Well, come on, they, they are using some sort of 1920s technology in it, they said. <laughs> they so. That's their whole thing. Yeah. This one thing that's encased in the center and, and everything else is new. Like, you're never going to, That would be like the Death Star. Someone will pull something out and just... <laughs> <laughs> Have we ever done an episode of Heritage Mall Blues without talking about the carousel? No. Talking shit about the carousel? No. By the way, it looks amazing over there. They it tore does. that old building down, and they did. It, it's looking good. It's shaping up. Yeah, yeah. I, I, there's a, little, a nice little octagon shape on the ground now. And I'm forced to go over there because there's a Pokemon Go gym. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like fuck, gym right on top God. of where it used to be. Basically, it's yeah. like in the dirt. It's behind the fence. Yeah, can go back there. Pisses me off. Fuck you, Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> They're like just deal, Roxanne. Just deal. <laughs> Anyway, I enjoyed those interviews. Those were good, informative interviews yeah. and stuff. So thanks for doing those. I certainly appreciated them coming on and talking to us. So anyways, everybody, thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. And as always, go to heritagemallblues.com. And if you find anything quirky, wonderful, or interesting about our community, you should post it on our page. Yep. And there's also a Facebook, facebook.com slash heritagemallblues. And I'm sure we have uh, email addresses and phone numbers and stuff if you want to call in and leave a voicemail that yeah. we'll play on the show. Yep. Which I don't believe has ever happened yet, but I'm no. pretty sure it will someday. Somebody needs to call us. What the hell, people? Just, Come on, be the first call. caller on the show. Yeah. Prank call us, even if you have to. I don't know. I don't, I don't like prank calls. Come on. <laughs> okay, yeah. Don't be immature and prank call anyone. But, you know, you should call us and tell us, you know, what you thought about this interview, whether you hate us, whether you like us. I don't know. Anything. Just tell us anything. Your, read your grocery list, if that's what you have to do. Yep. And and support the uh, support the the thing in November the the vote be be a voter be a <laughs> I don't know how to say it because I've never done it <laughs> you know the the marijuana recreational sales in Lynn County we that that would probably be a good thing for any community I would think 
Yeah, show up, vote, cast your vote in November. It's good because it'll put all the potheads in, in um, like centralized places so we can keep an eye on them. Oh, they should and make watch an app. for crimes and stuff. They should make an app like we find stoners like Pokemon Go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it'll keep us safer. This is where all the stoners are. Stay away from this area. Yeah. And when they evolve, they evolve into like crackheads. <laughs> of course. That's how it works. It's true to life. Anyway, okay, thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye. Yeah. I put it down for my favorite sports team. Pink and purple, pink and purple, pink and purple, pink and purple. South Lake Hills unicorns are in the building. Pink and purple, pink and purple, pink and purple, pink and purple. Slam dunk Super Bowl fans all streaming. Pink and purple, pink and purple, pink and purple, pink and purple. Two hues you see when light reflects from a white light. Pink and purple, pink and purple, pink and motherfucking purple. Pink blood. Veins. Uh, I open up the sports theater with the curtain flames. It's Carl Winslow, y'all brought the Earth game. Mess with those Lake Hills unicorns and certain pain. Helmet on tight, still gonna hurt your brain. Here to assert the game, turf on the shirt stain. We're enraged, unicorns busting out the cage. Call the sports shamans, tell them bring the sage. History is made when these wars are waged. Triple touchdown, embrace the J. Big fucking muscles get franchised. Lake Hills unicorns hitting balls to the sky. Triple tall, stack high, wiffle ball, bat pie. Slow mo in the ozone, watch that glide. Yeah. Over the rafters, fans screaming, hear the crash. If you don't like sports, you're a fucking sociopath. I hold it down for my favorite sports team. Pink and purple, pink and purple, pink and purple, pink and purple. South Lake Hills unicorns are in the building. Pink and purple, pink and purple, pink and purple, pink and purple. Slam dunk Super Bowl fans all screaming. Pink and fucking purple. Yeah. Slam dunk Super Bowls. Every motherfucking person's cheering. Yeah. 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 Two motherfucking years of light when it reflects from a motherfucking wavelength. Yeah. 
I love you, Mom. I put it down for my favorite sports team. Pink and purple, pink and purple, pink and motherfucking purple. South Lake Hills unicorns are in the building. Pink and purple, pink and purple, pink and motherfucking purple. Slam dunk Super Bowl fans all screaming. Pink and purple, pink and purple, pink and motherfucking purple. Two hues of light when it reflects from that wavelength. Pink and purple, pink and purple, pink and motherfucking purple. Yeah, we did it. Praise the J.